Hi, welcome to Art of Academia, a weekly podcast featuring interviews with leading scientists and insider takes on life in academia, hosted by Komal and Madan, researchers from Cancer Science Institute, Singapore. I I can start with the the post itself. Oh, let's start with the Let's have the meme I sent on the Telegram group. Okay, so the original one, so the original one is like there's a cow, right? Then one way says left and one say one way says right, but both of them lead to the slaughterhouse, right? And then it. it just says the illusion of free choice. choice. Yeah. That's the original template. Got it. And then people have fun with it obviously. Uh this one a peaceful farming game, uh action packed FPS game. These are like reference to two popular okay. games. Right. but the bulk of what you do in those games is actually just fishing mm-hmm. then this one i think more simple right mm-hmm. it's like can't end on a loss mm-hmm. video game again or like oh we're winning we shouldn't stop right. i keep playing right. so both of them uh-huh. goes to oh one more game it's <laughs> very true uh but this is the one mm-hmm. okay just wow there <laughs> i was so proud of it uh relates to relates to what we were talking about last time It's like so. So the left one says I am everything, and the right one says I am nothing. And and the ultimate thing to both of them is true nature of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, wait. Tell me what you think. What's your takeaway? Right. Like I I sort of feel both of them. Like there are times when I think that yeah. I need to believe that I am nothing. Mm-hmm. Like in, as compared to the entire universe mm-hmm. and compared to the entire like the, the nature. Yeah. Uh, and and just this is the scale of things. Yeah. And I have to sort of. put behind this ego that uh-huh, we have already uh-huh. discussed and yeah, well, really believe, <laughs> and really believe that i am nothing and then just go about the things i'm doing yeah uh, and, and but uh-huh. i am everything is just like really connecting with everything now i am the sky i am you so that's perfect i think that's experientially what i was getting at but like even philosophically that's interesting because yeah. the i am nothing tends to be the maybe not the perfect phrasing but like that's the buddhist view right it's it's emptiness hmm. like there is no i i think hmm. they would prefer that phrase right. because i am nothing you still have the i the i is there yeah. right for them it's the no i hmm. that's the the core insight hmm. and finally i am everything is the advaita vedanta view i see tattvam asi or something it's like you are that hmm. and i think another interpretation is that everything is made of you or like you are made of everything hmm. it's it's a it's weird right and yeah. i think this is coming from that guy you know i told you like who who does this uh, who's from the vedanta society he has a talk on the similarities between advaita vedanta and buddhism okay so he he comes at this where he's saying that the buddhists refuse to believe that they are like both schools are talking about the same thing hmm. like they don't acknowledge but he thinks it's the same thing hmm. so in in like the hindu tradition in the in this vedanta stuff they they say it like this it's mm-hmm. like i am everything mm-hmm. so why the buddhists don't like it is that it reinforces that i mm-hmm. but it's like a weird flip what they mean I by that i understand you that you get yeah, it right yeah. i don't know if it do you think it's like a cultural background because it makes sense to me also mm-hmm. but a lot of like i don't know about buddhist people but at least western people uh-huh. don't get that oh this is a lot of pushback i see that like they, they find that, that phrasing confusing are actually are very different right and insisting that they are very different don't know enough I'm thinking to, like this is because of our science Not, not really the science background, or like just the openness by which know. we see things. I was even wondering if that's more subtle. Like, is it our upbringing? Is there something in our languages that gives you the thing that I am everything is same as saying I am nothing? I don't know. That can happen, right? So a lot of Western people again, because that I've heard them say it, and I think this is true for me, is that if you are like you, you feel like you're located in your head, right? 
my my default explanation of how I experience the world. It's like I am my brain or something. Right? That's that's where I am. Interestingly, if you apparently in in the east, like you know Burma and all, uh-huh. if you ask a lot of them where are you, uh-huh. they point to the heart. Okay. Like that's their intuition. Right. And these are not like meditators or something. Hmm. So it's a cu- cultural difference, right? That is changing your subjective experience. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay, that was that. Are we just talking about meditation stuff? I can talk about the the blog post thing. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, switch gears. I don't really. I didn't really like. It's not switching. It's continuation. Oh, cool. Right. Let's the, do that. The <laughs> thoughts on thoughts. That's very in line with this topic. Hmm. But I don't know if having the thing is these are not my takes, right? These are things people have thought about for like centuries. I'm just like internalizing them. Um, well, that, that's true for a lot of things, right? Like not true, everything true, has to be really true. Okay, just to say it, <laughs> I think experientially, thoughts are so weird, man. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Really, I think like. You can go a long time without realizing this, um, but okay, I'll tell you. The first thing that really struck me before I even started meditating for super long was the. I, I think I've done this with you. The think of a movie yeah. experiment. Yeah, we've done that. Right. That we one is. Do that now. Okay. Right. So, okay. Okay. Think of a movie. Hmm. Right. Do that. Yeah. What was it? Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Now think of a movie. Okay. What was it? Three Idiots. Three Idiots. Okay, now do the same thing, but this time like pay attention to like how you come up. Actually, I had actually forgotten the exercise. Exactly. So <laughs> do the same thing again, but like pay attention to how you get the right, word in right, your brain, right. right? And okay, how how actually? I have no idea. Yeah. So let's say you said Shawshank Redemption, right? Why Shawshank Redemption? I don't know. Yeah, and I, I think that's cool already because a lot of people are stuck at this phase of they have an explanation at hand very readily. They'll be like, "Oh, it's my favorite movie." No. Then second times three idiots. It's like, "Oh, I I watched it the other day, right?" And I I really think that's like the first bigger layer of ignorance. Like you you can't see that like it's fundamentally mysterious on some level. Like you can always come up with an explanation. Yeah. And and there are some experiments to prove this also. Mm-hmm. Like your brain is like constantly making up stories so you don't feel like there is a disconnect. These are this these split brain experiments, mm. right? Um, What is that? So there is a severe disease you can have. I think it's epilepsy. Hmm. So what happens is that there's some issue, and then you get like some weird um, thing that spreads through the through the brain and that and causes seizures. So it usually starts in one side and spreads to the other side. So one very like caveman solution is to cut the brain in the middle, where there are like some connect connections that join the two two halves. Because if you do that, yeah. it doesn't spread. And then you're fine. You can function. I see. But weirdly, what that does, like now your brain two halves are disconnected. Uh-huh. The left half of the brain functions differently from the right half of the brain. So it's almost like having two people in your head now. So what they can do is like, um, I don't know. I'm not fully clear on the science, but something like, oh, I think some. Oh, they flash. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> they flash an image to the right brain. Okay. And then it 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 has control of your some left hand or something, so you can draw things related to what you see. Uh, But the left brain has no idea why you saw that because uh, not the correct right, 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 right. right? So yeah. what they do is like oh damn exactly. <laughs> And then listen, here's the fucked up part. What the so, is happening here? So so they they show you something like a chicken, mm-hmm. and then they tell you to draw something related. Mm-hmm. So the right brain sees a chicken mm-hmm. and is drawing an egg. 
but the left brain doesn't know what it saw and then it draws the egg right and it's the when you ask them why why you draw an egg they say something like oh i had an egg in the morning for breakfast and very convincingly Damn, like 100 like yeah of course yeah. that's why i draw an egg why else will i randomly draw an egg it makes no sense like are you saying i'm crazy oh, like shit. it gets defensive uh, i see yeah and and the disconnect is next level so it can happen like someone is like trying to hug their wife so their right hand is like embracing the wife while the left hand is like pushing her away so some weird things like this happen ah. and like it's like you hand the person a money the, they take it and put it in the pocket with one hand and then the left brain like takes it out and like puts it as somewhere it's a bit disorienting the gist of it being that the brain is like constantly making up stories to convince you that you actually know why you're doing something so right it's like a storytelling machine um and i think that's what happens there like when you are when you ask someone think of a movie when, when you really pay attention it's like a moment of silence right for like a few seconds milliseconds there's nothing it's really blank and then a movie just like emerges out of nowhere it's fucking utterly mysterious why how that happens um like what really shook me was the fact that that's how most thoughts are that's yeah. how all thoughts are yeah in yeah like um, right while we were discussing i was just thinking that like seriously one thought at like we get so many of them in yeah. in, in a minute's time exactly there are they really all originating from yeah but but you don't feel like it's it's a random thought right you feel like you you made this thought i think why that's important i i, I already asked like so what people can say that so what um i think first thing it changed for me mm-hmm. is like just because thought appears in your head it doesn't need to have you don't need to give it the importance that you normally right because i i think like you can take them too seriously like you can really identify with them when sometimes it can just be like random brain chemistry yeah they don't need to have any consequence on how you function mm-hmm. this can actually elude a lot of suffering as well mm-hmm. like just being able to believe this thought that's the ultimate goal i suppose um so that that's the first thing what were the two things i wrote down one was that they appear out of nowhere the origin and the uh, impermanence yeah the exactly that that one also that one is this one is probably not so surprising to people right i think it's easy when you take some emotion then that's easier to like visualize it i, I like the example of anger um it's like something pisses you off right like someone did something unbelievable it's one thought um and what usually happens is that thought by itself doesn't last very long maybe the, like you know your adrenaline whatever goes up cortisol whatever whatever that is probably a bit longer but the thought itself uh, is very brief and if you stop there the anger like actually dissipates very quickly but what happens is like you refuel that yeah. there's another thought that follows in the yeah. same same trend um in fact it's very hard to do the opposite recognize when this is happening when you're having like multiple thoughts come back and back and again and you're going into the loop mm. um first of all you don't realize it's happening like yeah. maybe even when you realize it's much later and that happens because like you're identified with it like you don't have the the context to observe these thoughts as just thoughts right. like at, in that moment nothing else matters and right? you just like follow it to wherever it takes you right. yeah but actually yeah you can only stay anger angry for long if you sustain the anger yeah. by continually thinking them if you but drop that actually, yeah if you drop that it just stops it like actually just fades away in some time but it's really as brief as saying a word yeah like the moment you have said it yeah. it's gone it's over yeah. it's gone <laughs> it's not there right 
and unless you say something related hmm. unless i keep it going actually i would really want to read on this a bit like the actual biology of how i'm sure there's some research there, on there this, is yeah. some research on this i think with with the, with the whole meditation project right this is the explicit goal that you have this um this realization I, it's framed differently right the is realization of no self but what what that actually means is that i think in in simple language what most people are talking about when they say self is actually identification with thought like it's this feeling of being in your head but the implication of that is being identified with thought and that's what this whole practice is like intended to break to make you realize that you always have the freedom to stop i think that there's a common question it's kind of related to what you said right like can we can we sustain it for good or, or another way to ask it like if you stop what happens is there nothing left and this is the part that's tricky and i don't fully understand but i think the sort of assumption is it's not in the absence it's not like empty truly empty but there is like a positive flavor to it that's where all this like compassion and stuff come it's like mm-hmm. when you're less be less likely to get carried away then you have better capacity to be who you want to be i guess something like that this yeah. part i'm i'm not fully clear because i don't think i have that so now that i'm meditating more i i think i can i might a state where i can feel it mm-hmm. on demand sort of feel what that sense of the self sort of dissolving away mm. um how okay if i have to describe it yeah it's yeah. it's really this uh, the, for me the location thing is what is most salient so right now i'm talking to you and i feel like i'm, I'm here and i'm looking at you right and same for anything like i am here the pillar is there my my vision is telling me that you know you know i i'm, I'm sitting i feel a chair and it, i have like the sense of location in my head but if you like just take some time to like you know just pay attention to whatever you're feeling it flips like that sense of center goes away mm-hmm. um and then it's it's just experience like there is no more question of i feel like i'm here in the middle like it's just the pillar and just this person i'm seeing and my hands right so this part i get right you know this part i feel like i can do almost doesn't work always but i can do that almost on demand uh-huh. but it's hard to sustain for very long right. and and during that it feels it's very clear you can like it's hard to distract you when you're like nicely focused um um but the part i don't get is like how that translates into into real life into you making better decisions or whatever so i tried this mm. sometimes it works but not always okay like for example let's say i'm scrolling twitter for super long and suddenly i realize that and so- sometimes there can be this uh, tendency to go on to keep doing even though i want i don't want to do it and i know it's not good yeah, yeah. sometimes i try that uh-huh. uh, and it's it sort of does break that inhibition so it's easier to stop oh, if yeah. you try try to do it okay. yeah but i think what i probably need learn to stabilize it i think it ha- it has to two two ways make it more immediate because now it still takes some time maybe a minute sure, or two sure. um and then the other one is to like make it last longer mm-hmm. because that's like that's where you want to live in in that mode right that is the explicit project through meditation yeah there's two things that happen right sometimes it can make you feel good um and that's good you need yeah. good stuff it's in great, your life but, but that is not the point good. right you don't meditate because you want to feel good why why this emphasis on this is even if you, like you're someone who's distressed and you are into this because you think it will help you 
it helps you not because it makes you feel better it might do that in the short term but like that's not the the actual part that will solve the problem like what solves your problem is realizing the freedom that you have in every moment like even in normal life let's say you're a expert meditator if you can't in the moment have that access to that freedom then it's pointless like maybe yeah you can go home you sit for half an hour and then you feel it it makes you feel good but if it doesn't translate to your real life again doing something wrong right because what what does freedom mean otherwise if it's if it's really freedom then it should be available in any moment and and there are some crazy stories of how people can do this i don't know if we've talked about this but you know this this buddhist monk who was in protest of something the government was doing so he set himself on fire and like that's fucking insane i can't imagine that. the fact that he can do that is insane even when you're on fire can you be equanimous damn that's such a powerful image he's an end point i think to talk that